Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is a video about the armor stats needing an update in Destiny 2. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live on Twitch. I'm probably live right now. Say no to rage.com. We'll bring you right to my Twitch channel if you want to join these conversations. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe is another great way to support what I do. So, you know, armor stats need an update, and I, I want to make sure people understand that videos like this are not to constantly complain or criticize but they're basically to hopefully help the game move forward and in, invest in systems that I think are worth investing in right now. So I'm kind of getting it from both sides of the community. People call me a bungee shill and an apologist because I make videos that I, you know, about the Eververse and then I make videos like this and if people say all I do is complain. This video is largely to say, hey, this is a good, good thing that you did, but we need it to go further uh, than it is. So I want to start by saying at the front end of the video, this is a great start, but then I want to transition to talking about the end game grind and then I want to talk about maybe this is by design because there is some situations right now with the stat drops and the stat trends on armor that don't seem in line with aspirational content or end game grinds for those hardcore hobbyist players. So let's just start by saying this is a great start. The Armor 2.0 system is a really, really solid starting place for giving us those opportunities to go into our loadouts and have control over not only the mods on the weapons themselves, but to seek out really, really good stat rolls. It is fun to seek out rolls on more than just guns, but to also seek out rolls on the armor. If you're hearing what sounds like a thunderstorm, that's my kid's they waited until I started this to start jumping off the couches. I think they sensed that dad was coming and now they know I'm kind of locked in. So enjoy their their thumping above me. I actually enjoy doing this. I comb over something when a drop happens, when something happens. I'm like, oh my goodness, does it have a good role? Does it not have a good role? Now, we're noticing some stat trends we noticed on every single raid chest that I had. It was almost always resilience was one of the high pieces. I had three or four chest pieces from the raid and then we're all high resilience I'm not sure if that's if that's intentional or not but I have light going through here and trying to push certain stats like right now I'm pushing recovery with mods I would like to start to push recovery with actually good stat rolls on the armor so it is, it is a layer of investment and people are like why do you call it min-maxing there's no need to min-max in this game people that say there's no need to min-max or there's no reason to come over stats or to change things on your weapon are probably not running any end game content if you're running 980 nightfalls 980 nightmare hunts or trying to do really really fast burns in some of the raid encounters you definitely want to change the mods and look for certain stat rolls it isn't required but I do think the difficulty spectrum adds a context where min-maxing can start to matter I still think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg but I do think without difficulty spectrum none of this stuff would matter and I think a lot of people aren't dipping in to those encounters trying not to get really frustrated at the timing of my my kids doing something that they know they're not supposed to do but mom's on the phone so enjoy them jumping off the couch they're going to get uh, they're going to get scolded in approximately 6 minutes uh end game grinds what i want to talk about next though i really really think this is where the system is failing okay end game end game grind the system is not landing properly and what i mean by this is if you're going into raids aspirational content like the dungeon if you're going into 980 nightfalls if you're going into 980 nightmare hunts this is where the stat rolls are not really landing in the way that you would expect them to or want them to and what i mean by this is that it's very very clear for starters dreambane armor dreambane armor is 
shackled to low stat rolls. Okay, you guys can't hear it. Well, maybe it's not actually getting picked up by the mic, which is incredible. But, uh, you know, they're not, they're rolling with low stats. They're, they're rolling with low stats. So Dreambane armor, whether you get it from the Lectern or a drop on the moon or from Eris, or if you get it from the dungeon, Dreambane armor has really, really low stats. The the completely masterworked piece of armor that you're getting at the end of the dungeon, you've always got to subtract 12 from that stat total. And a lot of them, I don't know if I have any to show you right now. Here's one. This is a 64. You got to subtract 12. That's actually a 52. That's not a very good stat roll. Now you might say, oh, but discipline and mobility are really high. Well, I don't want mobility, but the 20 discipline isn't bad. But again, you have to consider this is aspirational content. I've not gotten good rolls on almost any of my raid armor. 57 is one of the best I've gotten. Again, you got to subtract 10 for the recovery mod here. Uh, here's another one that is this actually, oh, it's a 62. That's actually one that's above 60. Unfortunately, it's solar. So the armor affinity and the, and the, and the seemingly inconsistent stat rolls for aspirational content are kind of compounding each other. Cause let's say you do finally get a good stat roll like that 62 that I have on this chess piece. It's got resilience and it's got discipline. Now, resilience doesn't matter that much, but being an 18 is nice. I can push that up to level 10. That'll roll over with the extra two points to being 20. It's really nice to see 8s and 9s or 18s and 19s because once you take them all the way up, those extra points will roll them over to giving you like a solid one or two tiers. So it's a solar though. So with solar affinity and and inconsistent stat rolls, I deleted like two or three chess pieces yesterday before making this video that were from the raid that had terrible stat rolls. By and large, I think Iron Banner has been the most you know, appealing source for good stat rolls. Now, it's not amazing, but it's more consistent. People are getting better stat rolls from Iron Banner more consistently than virtually every other source in the game. And I think that's one of the reasons that people are a little confused right now. Going into a dungeon, going into a six-man raid, going into 980 Nightfalls and 980 Nightmare Hunts are significantly more challenging than grinding out, you know, bounties and Iron Banner, and yet the stat rolls in those in- environments are uh, are not very good. Someone's asking what's wrong with Solar. I don't want Solar. I want Void for my build, so I'm farming for great stat rolls. If I finally get good stat rolls, and then it's actually a Solar or an Arc, it's not going to fit my build. That's one of the challenges of Affinity. Number one, you don't have good stat trends in the endgame content. Number two, when you finally do get a good stat trend, it might not be the right Affinity. So I would love to see them create more sources for good stats. It can't just be Iron Banner. We shouldn't be going into dungeons and raids and 980 content and getting bad stat rolls. That seems completely convoluted, especially when one of them is saying, hey, here, get fully masterworked gear by doing the dungeon. That's awesome. Make them have better stat trends and it'll be a really, really good you know, reward structure. Lastly, I want to say this might be by design. This could be on purpose. Maybe Bungie wanted to start small. They didn't want to swing too hard and give us crazy god tier stat rolls right out of the gate. They, you know, they wanted to ease us into that. They want to make sure maybe there's things for us to chase next season. Given that the generic mods are coming next season, generic scavenger, uh, generic ammo finders, and things like that are going to come next season for mods, maybe they'll push the envelope a little bit further too with stats, give you better sources for the high stat rolls. Improving the stats each season could be a way to say, hey, this season aspirational content, we're going to raise the floor on the stats so you can start to kind of hone in some of your builds, and if each season they do that, it could be by design 
find that by the time we get to the summer, they've made it a little bit easier to get those high stat rolls because then everything's going to change that September as well. You know, they're kind of going to come over the game, I would think, and do some type of a reset or some type of an like ethos changing, you know, DLC. So incentives each season is really important but there's got to be a balance right there's got to be a reason to chase the armor and the new things next season but you don't want to undercut everything I was grinding for this season and raising the stat floors on some of these pieces of content would be a way to slowly I slowly replace some of the things I grinded for in this season because the stat rolls just start trending a little bit higher but it's not so sharp of where well everything I have now is worthless all the stuff in this season will be better well no all the stuff in this season is going to trend better and maybe drop higher but not necessarily it's not going to necessarily unseat everything that you've got because it's just a trend and a probability factor that they might start slowly raising on the dial I think stat floors in general for pinnacle drops at the very least should be raised if I'm going into environments where it is a pinnacle drop and it drops a piece of armor I think those stat floors should be raised I don't think raid armor should be dropping below 60 base stats same thing with the dungeon if I'm going into these environments it's a limited drop pool every single week those stat floors should be raised I should not be getting raid armor or pinnacle drops that are below 50 total stats I think that'd be a great place to start given there's not a ton of pinnacle drops every single week. People going for the pinnacle drops are more likely to be the people that are looking for the good stats and the good rolls and they're, you know, they're combing over those things because they're trying to raise their power level as well. That would be contextual. It would be logical and sensible to say you're going into the hardest content. These are pinnacles. You don't even earn pinnacles until you hit 950. So once you hit 950, it's sort of sensible at that context and journey to say now you're getting, you know, you're getting better stat trends because you're getting pinnacle drops. It's not withholding it from the rest of the community. It's merely saying once you get here, this is more in line with your grind. So whether it's like, you know, and, and raid raid armor and you know other things like that, they could even consider saying, you know, raid armor could be an ornament because by the time you get to the end and you're finally getting all the raid drops, I still don't have a raid chest for my warlock. By the time that warlock chest piece drops, I want to wear it because it looks cool. The, the, the odds of me getting the right affinity and the right stats are so incredibly low. That's another consideration they might want to make with aspirational armor sets they could be ornament as well so hopefully this is a good video and maybe we got some good ideas out of it if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always come in live to say no to rage.com to take part of these we're going to do Q&A next as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about stats needing an update in Destiny, the stat rolls and stat trends on the items. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, that'll bring your rights to my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit like and subscribe works as well. The first question coming in from Galaxy. Sorry, what potential problems for Bungie if they don't make these stat changes next season? Um, I don't know about potential problems. I would just grow concerned about the incentive of the hardcore hobbyist. I think the lion's share of the community that plays less frequently or plays 
a you know a healthy amount of time they might not really be bothered by the lack of this update that we're you know we're kind of calling for with the stats but the hobbyists and the hardcore players might say man oh man it would be so nice if we could just get an update to this sometimes we have to remember that the hobbyist players are like the top 20 to 30 percent that would care about this so you might start to lose their engagement now that doesn't spell trouble for the franchise or for bungie's like sales saturation rates or like any of those things but it can say you know you if you start losing these people again the, the the intention of the game and the hobbyist mentality and the season passes and stuff they're meant to capture and keep the hobbyist they're meant to feed us content so that would be probably the main uh the main potential problem is you'd start to lose those uh and if you start to lose those people you gotta understand that that bucket usually fills over time so every season i would think more and more people would start to get to that place where they're attempting to find good stat rolls attempting to find good gun rolls you know because eventually the more you play the more in tune you get with those sorts of things and find those things that you want maybe not initially in shadow keep but you might start to want to do that further on down the line and if they don't make sensible updates so that you have some level of intention toward getting the things that you want or the roles that you want you'll start to lose those people as well that presently aren't aren't trying to get those things but might maybe next season they would because they start to really oh i'm kind of running out of stuff to do now i can start chasing stats you know uh cek kingdom how do you think they can make resilience better? It's by far the worst stat, and Bungie basically acknowledges this by making resilience mod cost the least in the slot. Well, until they can split the game down the middle, they won't be able to do much with resilience because you can't suddenly have somebody being a five tap in the crucible versus a three tap just because they have the um, just because they have the right you know gear on and the right stats. If I stack resilience and I'm a five tap. Well, then I'm going to win any gunfight against somebody who can't run stats that high, right? Imagine you get a really, really great roll on your armor and it's got so much resilience and then somebody else has got so, and then you also have tons of recovery. Uh, It creates a lot of imbalance uh, inside the game. Now, somebody might say, well, that's okay. Then you got to build in accordance with that. Yeah, but then you're not losing fights because of lack of strength or skill or ability. You're losing fights on like a paper, rock, scissors. It's like, I'm going to go shoot this guy and I got to shoot him twice as much as he has to shoot me. And that's why you end up losing. What you're going to end up doing is, is then everybody's going to have to run high resilience to even the playing field and now you've kind of nullified the stat in Crucible by making, well, not even nullified it. You've made it almost a requirement. You've made it a requirement. So I think if you want PvP to be unaffected by this, you'd have to have a way that resilience just behaves differently in uh, PvE. So um, I, the people in chat that are disagreeing with me, I don't know what you would... I, that It kind of blows my mind. I don't know who would want to play a Crucible where you lose a gunfight to somebody because they have high resilience... Um, I, I don't think you'd want to play that game. I, I don't think people necess- necessarily always understand the ramifications uh, of, of suddenly making it to where if you run the right stats, you're gonna live longer than the other guy. Like that I think that gets a little that gets a little odd uh, and, and honestly gets really imbalanced really, really quickly. Um, again, it would feel like rock, paper, scissors. Uh, 
I don't know. To a certain degree, it would be like giving somebody a gun that can one tap and yours three taps. You're going to be like, I'm never going to beat that guy. What's going to happen? You're going to be forced to run the gun that one taps. Same thing with resilience. If you make the stat that influential, you're essentially going to make everybody run high resilience if they want to stand a chance in the crucible because everybody you go up against is going to be high resilience, which means you're going to lose any gunfight against them if you don't also run high resilience. Uh, it would be, I think it would be really terrible. It would be, it would honestly be the antithesis of freedom in your build. It would be, you must run this. People do that with recovery now. Sure, sure, but you don't feel like you have to run high recovery to win gunfights, and that would be the case with resilience. If I can suddenly take five shots to the head instead of three, you're going to need to run that, or you will not be able to. Uh, you won't be able to win gunfights. You're just everybody's gonna run high resilience. It's different. Um, people running high recovery, sure. That's a that's a that's a that's a common theme in the Crucible. But somebody having high recovery, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna lose the fight against them. It just means they're in a better, you know, cadence and rhythm with combat because they're able to step into lanes uh, faster with their high recovery. So. Bow and arrows said a uh, bow, bow and bow and arrows. I get it. Uh, what are the stats you want to boost the most as a hunter for a PVE build? I personally don't think mobility is worth it in PVE. I know a hunter benefits from mobility maybe the most um, in PVE. Keep in mind we're talking about PVE. I think the hunter benefits from P- from mobility the most in PVE because it makes your initial jump higher. But I would really think you only probably need a tier two or three, which you're probably gonna naturally hit a tier two or three on mobility without even trying uh, I'm presently almost a tier three of mobility on my Titan and I really really downplay it um, needing really really fast strafing in PVE is just not really needed if you're if you're specking for PVE uh, recovery is gonna have a bigger influence over PVE being able to go into cover and heal within just a couple of seconds uh, is really really helpful uh, you know tanking tanking shots with resilience we did some tests it, it just it doesn't seem to make uh that much of a difference at all uh it's very very minimal and as long as you're being aware of your health and going into in you know if you can give me a tier 9 resilience or tier 9 recovery I'm, I, I could very easily show you just how the recovery makes a much bigger difference in the experience and in the survivability of the player um than resilience so I would think after that, recovery is super helpful, and then I think discipline and intellect. Discipline and intellect are huge, especially right now with the oppressive darkness grenades. Being able to have high discipline, being able to have your grenade uptime really, really healthy is huge. And then intellect, obviously, having a good amount of intellect is helpful uh, because that's your super. Um, discipline, Discipline, recovery and intellect are kind of the ones where most people flock to. Now, if you're doing a melee build, you know, strength, but there's, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of people really pushing for that. Um, and as, as Eugene saying in chat, intellect could feel a little bit overrated. You're going to probably get a lot of your super energy from just getting kills and orbs. Um, still, if you're going to invest in a stat, what, what, if you're going to, if you're going to shortchange intellect, where are you going to put it? Um, I would, I would think, uh, I would think that intellect is better, you know, better as a target than 
any of the others usually i mean i don't need you don't need strength uptime that much again unless it's a melee focused build and you don't need um you don't need resilience or mobility or or mobility to be all that high either shaving five or ten seconds off of a super generation uh could could be could be more helpful and more influential over your pve experience than the other stats that you could you could invest in because if you think about it when you go to a piece of armor and you've got mobility doesn't matter that much resilience doesn't matter that much strength only really matters if you're going for a melee build right or something where strength is showing up a lot then you're left with recovery discipline uh and intellect and i would probably say recovery and discipline are tied for first and then intellect is like coming in second place as far as importance Again, for PvE, um, I would say that. My only counter to the anti-resilience argument is that people think resilience matters less now than it did before. We actually knew how much it helped. It helps just as much as it did then, which isn't a ton, but there's a small difference. I like running 3 to 4. Helps me survive certain attacks of PvE enemies. Right, you don't want to empty resilience, and I don't think it's even really possible to do a good job uh, to empty resilience, it's it's you can't really do it. It's you you you're gonna have some. You're gonna have armor stats that just that, that give you uh, that give you, a, you know, enough to probably push you to a tier. Like right now, I'm almost a tier three, and I don't even go for it. So, servo actuator. What if they made armor affinity a mod so you could change the affinity with the mod, and after the mod was installed. It would show you the mods associated with the element. The mod slot would only open after it's been masterworked. This is this is one of the ideas that I put forth just in a different way. I said that once you masterwork something all the way up to level 10, you should be able to pick the affinity at that point in time. Because um, let's say I get a pair of gauntlets that I get, that have a great stat roll on them, and I like them, and they're the raid gauntlets, and I love the way that they look. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to take these all the way to level 10, but they're solar. Well, if I want them to be void, I should be able to take them all the way to level 10 just make them void at that point in time. You're doing it with the mod, which is essentially the same idea. Now, if you could change it after it's level 10, you would need to make it really, really expensive. We don't want to completely you know, eliminate one of the things they've added as a, as a systematic piece of the you know the armor 2.0 balance system we want we don't want to completely jettison but i'm thinking if i have a good stat roll if it rolls like a 64 and it's got the stats that i like it'd be really nice to be able to take that up to level 10 and know that i can switch it one time to the affinity that i prefer um so right up until you masterwork you can only get non-affinity mods i don't know if i like that i don't think i like that I don't want to have to wait until level 10 to plug in affinity mods because that would be terrible. That means any armor piece that drops, I got to take it all the way to level 10 to use anything that's that's like this. No, I don't think that would be a good choice. Now you're being you're you're being more you're you're adding a layer of freedom at a great cost that I don't think is the right the right pivot. Levitate green. Do you think they could implement a stat roll uh, sort of system or activity perhaps? Maybe something uh, akin to how you choose masterworks. No, I don't want to be able to choose or re-roll a gun or armor piece. I always shoot these ideas down and move on. Ways Re-rolling armor is not the goal. Re-rolling guns is not the goal. We need to chase. I don't think glass needles is the, is the way either. 
the Faz. Do you think allowing us to pick where the 12 stat points go after masterworking would help dissolve the RNG of the issue? I don't want to solve the RNG issue. This is another, with love, I say this, this is another terrible suggestion. You're, you're basically just waiting for a high stat roll, and all you're going to do is level it up, and then, like this 62, I'm done. I level this all the way to level 10, I can put the stats where I want them. That's a terrible suggestion. You can't give people that kind of freedom. Um, not re-rolling, choosing the elemental affinity like we can choose the masterwork in Menagerie. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like you should have to invest in the gear if you're gonna if you're gonna change the affinity. Um, I don't know if I like the idea of going into something like Menagerie and then every single armor piece that spits out is void, and I'm just waiting for the good stat roll. I think it would make more sense to like wait for the good stat roll and then I have to choose to invest to change the element. Like that's my choice and in investment. Um, I think that's I think what we're doing is, is we're letting two systems work in harmony by doing it that way. It's like you get the role you want and then you invest instead of yeah, you just pick the affinity and wait for the god roll to pop out or like this suggestion here. Take it, you know, take it up to level 10 and then you can pick where the stats go that, that that's just that's not in line with what this system is supposed to bring the system is supposed to bring a gear grind and a loot pursuit and you're eroding that by saying yeah just wait until you get a really high stat roll it doesn't matter where the stats are don't even bother checking that now you're making stat rolls superfluous you're just like no wait for wait for a high stat total and then take it up to level 10 and when you take it up to level 10 then you can just pick where where the stats go you completely invalidated imagine doing that with a gun yeah just level the gun up enough or use it enough and you can just pick the perks again you're you're invalidating a grind in the game that they've created and they just got done creating it's like they just got done creating stat rolls on gear and you're trying to get rid of it basically by being like not all the stats just the bonus 12 right but that's a bonus 12 do you, do you see what the, how crazy that would get homie you would let you would be able to make the most absurd god roll armor then for example here is a, is a is a 62 so i'd be able to put two on resilience and make that let's imagine that resilience is actually a good stat slap two on resilience now it's a tier two okay i've only used two of my 10 and i have 10 points left i slap three on mobility so it's a tier 10 i got seven left now I slap four on recovery and it's a ten. And I slap one on the one that was nine and it's ten. You're 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 gonna be you're giving me way too much control. I can turn any stat roll, any high that's why I said any high stat roll now, you can just make it into a god roll. Because especially when you get rolls like like this. Here's a fifty-four. Like I can immediately go one to recovery, one to strength. Now they're both twenties, and then I can put the rest elsewhere. You're you're removing you're removing grind by giving us a ridiculous amount of freedom because twelve points would help a, a massive amount because you would have you'd have that, then you'd have ten left over. You need eight on each. Yeah, you couldn't do it there. I don't know. I I don't think you want to give people that level of freedom of picking picking stats and putting in putting the numbers in where they want i think the best system and again this is this is obviously what i think is best because i've thought about it a lot 
and people do this all the time in my YouTube comments and it cracks me up how how just how presumptive people can be if I've taken the time to think through a solution and put that solution forward of course I'm going to think that solution is best I'm not every day whipping up new solutions and just throwing them out there people are like this guy always thinks his solutions are best like you're just like the other idiots on the internet that are like this person thinks they're always right everybody always thinks they're right like that's the way we live like nobody walks around and thinks that they're wrong about anything like nobody goes through life thinking that way um and so of course i think my solution is best not because i'm arrogant but because i've thought about this from all the different angles of like the community and how they would interact with it and i think maintaining the grind for good stats finding a good stat role and being like this is a great role i'm going to invest in it on the back end and when i invest in it on the back end i can choose the affinity one time it's a good balance of all the systems so of course i think that's the best solution because that's that that was my attempt to to solve a lot of frustrations in the community that that solves like three different frustrations that people have people don't like the affinity well now you don't got to worry about the affinity if you get a good stat roll you can change it while investing i'm adding another layer of investment reason why would i ever want to take something up to level 10 it doesn't even seem like it's worth it well it'd be worth it if you could go all the way to level 10 and change the affinity like landing on a couple of community you know, frustrations or lack of incentivizations with one solution. Right? To be fair, the grind is getting high stat rolls to drop. Right, and my entire video was about the fact that, like, endgame aspirational content's not dropping good stats, and that needs to change. Like, you can't ignore the video that I made while positing your question. I In the current realm, here's the problem with a lot of the times when we look at these situations. We need to solve for X, and you're solving for Y. It's like, we need to solve for X. Nobody's getting good stat rolls on their armor. There needs to be a way for us to chase good stat rolls, okay? So solve for X. You're solving for Y. You're like, well, I've got an idea. Just let people have tons of control over where the stats go, and then basically they can create their own god roll armor. They just have to wait for a high stat roll piece to drop, and then they take it to level 12, or 10, I'm sorry, and then they can spend those 10 pieces however they want. I just, again, I think the concern there is you're giving people so much freedom that you're negating the system uh, as opposed to leaning into the system. I try to lean into the system. I don't want to jettison the system or invalidate the system. I try to lean into it. I'm like, okay, what are they having us do? All right, we're chasing god rolls. What else are they having us do? Invest in our gear by leveling it up. Okay, how can I lean into these two systems to solve this problem, right? I'm trying to solve the problem of people finally getting the role that they want and it being the wrong affinity, right? And so... I want to lean into what Bungie's created while also saying, look, this is a frustration. I felt the frustration too. Like, if I finally get that Warlock chess piece, it's crazy. I have run the raid every single time it's available. And if I go to my Warlock endgame armor, I have actually not gotten the the chess piece to drop for the Warlock. I haven't gotten it. If that finally drops for me, and by, by some crazy amount of luck, it's a great stat roll for my build. And then it's the wrong affinity. That is absolutely gutting as endgame incentivization. Now, a lot of people rail against the system and just want to hit the system with a sledgehammer. Just get rid of affinity. Boom. 
this is stupid. Just let me pick the affinity anytime I want. Boom. Or let me take it to level, you know, 12 or 10, and then I can choose where the stats go. Not foreseeing that you're like shattering a system that they built with a sledgehammer because you're like, well, I'm just asking for this. You could potentially ruin the entire system they've created by giving us too much freedom. Um, so that's just how I try to approach it. And that's why the, the, the people that get into my comments and like, this guy rejects any idea that's not his own. He's arrogant. It's just like, well, I, I'm sorry that like, I've th- I thought about this before making the video and after interacting. That's the other thing people on YouTube don't see. They don't see the three hours every morning of us going back and forth, talking, 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 and refining all possibilities. I've thrown out ideas in the morning before I do a video. I throw out an idea, and chat's like, but what about this, Lono? People are going to do this, Lono. That's not going to be a good thing, and I get to refine my suggestion before making the video. So a lot of the times, whenever I suggest something, it's kind of gone through the the threshing process of the community being like, well, people would just cheese that. People would just do this people would just do that and then it's easy for me to as soon as somebody suggests something I'm like nope that wouldn't work and here's why and it feels like I'm being an arrogant dismissive person but it's like when you discuss these things with a thousand people you know in a given hour of course of course I'm going to be dismissive of ideas really quickly because they've probably already come up Charles Edward Cheese how would you feel if power level or gear was directly related to the quality of the stat roll rather than a static number power level of the gear was directly related to the quality I mean this is a whole other system that I'm not prepared to even interact with I don't even know what that would look like basically if I level the gear up from 820 to 900 the stats would go up in accordance with that I, number one I don't think there's enough stat there's not enough numbers to even make that work I mean the most you can get on a given legendary stat is like mid 20s um, so how much would the stats move every time you leveled it by like a, a half of a half of a half of a point you know what I mean um, so I don't like interacting with brand new systems because I don't want I don't think we need Bungie to inter- build a whole new system this is a whole new system um, and I don't think we need a whole new system I think the system we have now needs to be leaned in and tweaked we're not going to get anywhere if every time Bungie outlines a system we reject the system and ask for a different one we need to refine the one they gave us. Rez, do you think if Trials comes back, going flawless could grant Pinnacle? Yeah, I think that'd be a fine Pinnacle. Once, what you know, your first flawless each week, you could get Pinnacle stuff. You don't want like a, a Trial shirt by just drowning in Pinnacles every week. It'd have to be your first one every time. Muscles, uh, I feel that. Zer should want to give exotic tier roles, but so far it's just collection stats. Do you feel I should change this? All right, so I don't like uh, buying god rolls or even good rolls from vendors. I think that's kind of dumb. Uh, when they did that post Rise of Iron, it was I think it was basically Age of Triumph when they were like, "Hey, the rolls in the tower are going to change." Um, I, there was something nice about that, but that was nice because there really wasn't anything else going on. I don't if, the, if you're creating loot paths and and content loops for us every season. I don't think we want to have vendors selling god rolls, right? 
Now, somebody in chat saying, I believe they said they're looking into Zura's roles. You could at least make it to where when you buy one from him, it's it's a it's a decent role, not some literal piece of 48 stat garbage, right? It could at least be decent. I again think I want to lean into existing systems. And what are the existing systems that we have? We have a collection that basically acknowledges when you get exotics and when you don't. They're grayed out if you don't have them yet. So we have that system. And we have content that allows you to basically farm for exotics. So why not tie the two together? When I go to Xur, he's got a collection screen that shows every exotic I've ever found. And if they're grayed out, obviously I can't interact with it. If it's not grayed out, I should be able to say I want a finder's token for you know the Nezarak sin helmet and then I go grind exotics that week in the nightfall hoping to get a good stat roll on that exotic every time an exotic drops in the in 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 that week you know in the nightfall I I it's it's supposed to be the Nezarak or maybe I'm trying to get a really good roll of Orpheus rigs you know that again I, I want to lean into existing systems and say are there ways to utilize this in a way I don't want people buying stats from from Zur. I want to I want people chasing stats, right? I'm not telling people how to play, but to me, I think the quality of this game is always at its best when people are given really really enjoyable loops of content that they can use to grind for the gear and the and the versions of the gear that they want. Uh, I think that's the best version of Destiny. And I think as soon as you make things transactional, I just, I think it gets really, really bad. As soon as you make it transactional, it's like, yeah, just, just go and, and, and just buy it from a, from a vendor, you know, just go buy from a vendor. I just, I think that really, really hurts. The core identity of destiny is one where you chase stuff and the less that's happening, the less the, the, the soul of this game can be present and enjoyed by people. Venom. Do you think they need to implement set pieces into the loot pool? If not only in the raid, wouldn't it? Uh, we like to see sets out there in the solar system. I thought we were going to see sets this time. I thought we were going to see them um, because we got sets and set bonuses with Gambit Prime, and uh, and I thought I thought for sure they were going to do something more with that. That could be an experiment that they did once, and then they want to collect the data, and then. You know how quickly they can up can they update stuff if they do sets and set bonuses. You know, are are there ways to do you know quick fixes and changes if something emerges as too strong or something? Uh, I felt like Gambit Prime was going to lead to more uh, more sets. Uh, personally, uh, I thought we were going to get more because it's like if you can do it in Gambit Prime, I mean, why keep doing it in a raid? I just is kind of a no brainer. Um. To a degree, Opulent and Dreambane sets are, are, are kind of experimental sets. How would a Dreambane set be experimental? What do you mean by that? I mean, it has the seasonal slot, and the seasonal slot is also on the raid armor. It's also on, uh, it's also on the set from the Vex Offensive. Um, I don't, I don't even know what you mean by that. But I would say they're not done with armor. I don't think, not by a long shot. I think they're just getting started. Um, and they could. They could start having, you know, set bonuses and stuff like that. Now, you know, people are like, oh, I don't like sets. I don't like having to, you know, I don't like set bonuses and sets and stuff like that. As a way to keep things sort of in line with, like, the idea that we have freedom 
and customization, you could, uh, you could conceivably say that you could link it to mods or something like that. You could say, hey, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, we're, if you put these three mods on, then they stack and get a benefit or something. If you put these three mods on, so you could do sets of mods where, um, you know, maybe if you run two resilience mods, you is if you run resilience mods on armor that has like really really low resilience, like single digit resilience, you'd get like bonus resilience stats or something like that. I don't know. I'm literally firing from the from the hip here. Uh, something where sets of mods come with bonuses. You could do something like that. I don't quite know exactly what it would look like, but You'd be like, hey, we just launched a uh, a bunch of mods that you can get for nightfall strikes and they're not, you know, they're, they're nightfall mods. And we are going to allow you to get XYZ bonuses from these, uh, these night, these, these, these nightfall sets um, because I don't know, they add champions or they do something that makes it harder uh, to to make it to make it more to like I think one of the problems right now is is when you go to run certain mods, a lot of the times there's just no there's no direct benefit unless it's a raid mod or like a nightmare hunt mod. Like those are the ones that you kind of see the benefit the most in. Um, and I always get concerned that that's that's a good start, but it would be pretty cool if there were mods that gave this sort of bonus and this benefit of like you're a healer, you're a this, you're a that, you're a tank, you're a DPS or something. They could have mods like that too. They start to really lean into the idea of you kind of owning an identity in the game. I don't know if we can ever really get there. Um, I don't know if we can ever really get there currently uh, because I think one of the one of the biggest challenges is that they they don't quite have a game loot pool big enough for all of that but they could go to mods mods aren't necessarily the same as armor and loot and stuff Parker Ashton hey Lona how would you feel about an artifact armor mod that after a melee prevents not back from a wonderful smash attack that we all love um I don't know this is really narrow obviously you know in certain circumstances, this would be really, really helpful. I don't know if I want Bungie legislating mods to knock back. I think maybe just toning down how often it happens uh, would be nice. Um, we really need a milestone to drop a chess piece or a pair of gauntlets, and we got a kinetic uh, from that, which doesn't help us. Um, so I guess we could try and do uh, the flashpoint on Mars while we wait, which I don't honestly even know. Uh, what the fastest way doing heroic is probably the doing the heroic is probably the fastest way because a lot of times the public events get overrun by uh, escalation protocol 
Athanash says, talking about pinnacles, would it be better after a certain point to start being able to get pinnacle bounties from vendors as one per day instead of one per week? I'm getting to a point where the grind isn't worth it unless I'm helping friends or farming materials. Um, I don't want to legislate to you. I think that's always a mistake. There's other things for you to do. Do you have god rolls on all the guns that dropped in the game? Because there's an entire uh, loot pool of guns from the lectern. There's the guns from the raid. There's the guns from the Vex Offensive. Uh, Do you have great stat rolls on all your armor? Is all your armor taken up to level 10? Um, The the pinnacle grind to 960 is not the be-all, end-all, and I don't think we need to start legislating to people that are like, I'm bored, I have nothing to do because I'm running out of pinnacles every week. If you're running out of pinnacles every week uh, and there's nothing else you want to do in the game, you're in the minority, and I don't want them to create content for you. I want them to create content on a spectrum that kind of exists for everybody. Um, so we've had some subs come in that I think I missed D Tom 91 punked by default and Dr. Killshot. Thank you for all of those resubs. Great content. Great talks. Uh, thanks for taking the work day, uh, making my work bay go by so much faster. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Um, it's if all you're doing is, is focusing on leveling and you're in that final stretch of like trying to hit 960 and that's all that matters to you. Um, I don't know. That's cool, man. I kind of butchered my question. Anyhow, I meant turn all weekly bounties into pinnacles. However, I get your point. Right. The, the, the big question right now, um, Althanash is, or Alth, I'm not sure how to say your name. I'm going to call you Nash. The big the big question now, though, Nash, is, is a lot of people said just going to the plus two system in pinnacles made the pinnacle grind a lot faster. You're trying to push the pedal all the way to the freaking floor. You want all the weeklies to start giving pinnacles. Like, I just, I don't know if they want that 960 grind to literally be something that you do in the blink of an eye. People were at, like, 51s, 52s, and then with one week of the plus two system, as opposed to the plus one system, a lot of those people jumped at the five, you know, 956, 957, 958. Um, so... I don't know if they need to give you any more than they already have. I think you're asking, you might be asking for a little bit too much, you know, after they just gave you a bump in the ability to grind pinnacles. Uh, Hi, Reflex. How do you keep yourself from burning out on D2 content? Sometimes I just have to be honest that I'm burned out. Um, I did that when we were doing the, um, we were doing the nightmare hunts uh, for the milestone, for the time, for the time trials. Did it glitch out? It might be glitched out. We were doing the time trials day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And um, I just was honest with the audience. It's like, I'm getting burned out. And I took a break from doing that. And I started doing other things, playing other games. And I had to free myself up to do that or I'm going to lose my mind, right? You got to be honest with yourself sometimes. If you're getting burned out on the content, if you're giving, if you're getting tired of the content, sometimes the absolute best thing for you to do is to take a break. I think beating your head against a wall um, is... I think Destiny players may have traditionally been able to do that because you kind of needed to. Like, Forever 29 would be an example. Never getting a Fatebringer, never getting the Galahorn, never getting certain items, never getting the Xeno... Um, I'm sorry, the Nano Phoenix. You know, never getting the Nano Phoenix from uh, Wrath of the Machine. I think we've kind of grown accustomed to the idea that just keep beating your head against the wall and eventually you'll break through. And unfortunately, I think what ends up happening when you take that sort of mentality is that you don't know when to quit. 
It's like, okay, it's time to quit. Okay. Uh, hey, can you hear me? It's time to quit. You're not having fun. You're getting grumpy. It was like the people that like, I'll give you examples. There were people that when we were going into the last wish, we were five or six weeks into the season and all they cared about was the 1k voices. Their attitude in the game was poor. They were grumpy. They were negative. They were so, so like just down in the mouth. And when they didn't get the 1k voices, it just set them off every single time. And it was like, you just probably need to just take a break and stop playing. Like, I'm not trying to be somebody's mom or dad, but it's like, you've got to stop. Like, you're not enjoying the game anymore. You're not having fun. You're 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 beating your head against the wall you're in the forever 29 you're in the forever 29 you know locked in phase or whatever where you just can't stop playing because the only thing that would make you happy is you know to get the thing that you want and you start to narrow the the games the game's always going to narrow in what it can give you the example i've given before is the raid Right? People are like, well, if you let people run it for non-powerfuls, they're going to get god rolls the first week. No, the frick, they're not. How many guns have I gotten that aren't, there's, I still don't have the god rolls that I want, right? And let's say I get a god roll fusion rifle, and it's the exact version of the fusion rifle that I wanted, and I finally get it. Do you know what happens? Every time I run the raid after that, and I'm looking for boots, or I'm looking for a chest piece, or I'm looking for whatever, every time that fusion rifle drops, it's not helping me. Right? It's not helping me. So, the field of what would make me feel good in the raid starts to narrow with time. Just naturally. Just gonna narrow with time. You got the god roll fusion. So, every time the fusion drops, you're gonna be like, Frick, I don't need that. You just delete it immediately. Like, you know, it's not the one. Not the one. It's not even close to the one that I have. If it was close to the one that I have, maybe I could compare and make a comparison, but I'm not going to. So the more you play the game, the more narrow, the more narrow the pool of potential excitement gets. When you first start, man, every drop's exciting, everything could be awesome, every gun helps you, everything you're leveling, everything is cool. But then you're like, okay, this is my 17th shotgun, uh, and I this is all I want right now. Well, you, the the, the the game is narrowing for you. You know, the game is narrowing for you. And I think that that's okay, but I think you have to acknowledge that when that starts to happen, you might be nearing the time where it's, you know, maybe healthy for you to play a little bit less, take a break, play another game. You know, that 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 sometimes helps. Like me just taking the afternoons to play Outer Worlds uh, has helped. It's like yeah, I'm just going to take some time and play another game. Just take a break, disconnect, you know? It's like this. It, we, we all go through this. Let me give you another example that you might be able to relate to. You'll end a game of PvP or Fortnite or something, and you are fuming mad. You are so angry. And when people try to calm you down, you get more angry, right? An hour later... You've you've gone on a walk or a drive or you've had to you've you've life has required you to do something else, right? I do this all the time. If I disengage from games and I'm in a bad mood, I I enter the next thing I have to do in a bad mood. You know, I'm like I don't want to go to Target. I don't want to go out to eat. I want to oh just I just uh, like it, it it infects your brain with like an infection of anger, right? And like a couple hours later. 
you're like, man, why was I that mad? <laughs> that was stupid. I feel better. I had some food. I had some drinks. I took a shower. I went on a walk. You know, my mind is focused on other things now, and you're not nearly as mad. Well, it's 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 a similar thing. Like y- you get in the trenches of a game like Destiny, you get into the grind, and like every little thing sets you off. The loading screens, the lag, the bad drops. You'll die to a trash ad and not just laugh it off. Like my mood in the game is always better when it's I'm dealing with it a little less frequently, or I'm not just strongly chasing. When I was going for that grenade launcher, I got burned out. I was like, dude, I am so sick of this grind i had to stop i had to take a break from grinding for the, the the love and death grenade launcher i had to take a break it was it was burning me out and then i came back to it a while later and we were having fun and i was laughing again um and i have it right here you know speaking of which let's actually give it the good let's give it the good uh the good shader the black and green um you know so I would just say it, that's how you keep yourself from burning out. Honestly, is like sometimes you just have to take a break. You just you have got to just disengage a little bit. Uh, Brandino says my main problem with armor stats, like you mentioned, is finally getting a piece to drop in the plus sixties and having to upgrade that piece, knowing you'll have a hard time getting another. If at any point you do get a drop higher, you wasted mats as the result. Right, but a player like you should have a decent amount of mats. Right? If you're grinding for great stat rolls and you're going into pinnacles and aspirational content, then you should probably have a decent amount of mats. Now, sure, the prisms and the ascendant shards, maybe not, but most of what you spend to get it up to, like, level 7 or 8, you should have plenty of that if you're playing this degree. That's I don't think that's necessarily a, a huge pain point. Buffish. Am I the only one that thinks that the light level slash stats of Destiny 1 and Year 1 gear was the best? I think that without infusion, every drop counts uh, and having less light levels just matches better with the system of activities. Um, not really a question. I don't think that and I don't want to go back to Destiny 1 Year 1 um, really with uh, anything. Uh, Arcanist. I remember part of the reason they said that they don't want to allow you to make ornaments for all armor is because of UI clutter. Couldn't they mitigate this by making it a toggle in the collections. Yeah, they could basically say you can toggle and um you can toggle 5 5 to 7 helmets as ornaments. Um you can toggle 5 to 7 helmets as ornaments because a lot of you only get 20 from the heroic now. Interesting. We had did the heroic adventure and only got 20% of the flashpoint. I thought it was 40%. Uh you could go in and say like okay look you got you got like 36 helmets that can be ornaments well you don't need all of them to be to be available like i come in here right now right i go to this i go to this pair of gauntlets and i come down here and i have we could say, let's say two rows you could have two rows of of ornaments so two four six seven thirteen total where you're like yeah and then um, and then you go in and say those are the 13 you want. But I might come to this piece and be like, that thing's freaking hideous. Or I might come to this piece and be like, dude, I'm never going to use that one. Get the frick out of here. You know, and I, and, I, and, I, and I turn it off and I, and I never use it, right? So 
I, I would say, I would say, which I think we're going to switch to the Lions for now, because uh, those are those are awesome. Uh, I would definitely say that, you know, they could go to a system like that where you're, you know, you're consistently switching it and changing it and and you could go into it and, and, and pick the ones that you want. And also you have this understanding that like you're not necessarily... Uh, locking yourself into those permanently those are just the ones that are available you know for that amount of time I don't know what the what the actual chess piece looks like for this guy uh, from the seasonal set that you can buy where is that is it down here yeah it's down here um, did they I, I, yeah that chest really goes well with it holy moly um, I wonder are they selling any, ch- any any of the armor pieces this week it doesn't look like they are uh, I would buy that chess piece. I like it. I don't know if I want to spend uh, the silver or the dust um, right now. I don't have the silver for it, but I don't know if I want to spend it. I do like I do like that the Titans armor set probably the best out of the bunch. Um, so let us auto dismantle blues. It would be really nice to start letting us auto dismantle blues. I could definitely get behind that uh, as a, as an option. Because presently it does kind of it does feel a little bit uh, it does feel a little wonky with constantly having to go into to, to dismantle blues like all the time. Um, it is a bit much. Estimated profit. Shouldn't we wait to judge the armor system and stat values until at least one more season is completed? With it being a new implementation, I feel it kind of needs some slack given things to be ironed out. Well, I mean, I kind of ended my video by saying that. I said this could be by design. Like, they could be every season saying, okay, so now, you know, we have some stat floor raises that we've done. All all raid gear pinnacle and pinnacle, all, all pinnacle drops now have a stat floor of 60. None of this stuff can drop below a 60. You know, they could definitely do that each season because, again, that would not invalidate any of the good gear that you have. It would just mean, yeah, you might want to grind for armor right now uh, to replace some of your your not-so-great stats, and it's going to be a little bit easier. You know, I, I definitely made allowances for that at the end of the video to say you don't want to invalidate the grind by all of a sudden being like, everything in the next season is way, way better. Uh, you don't necessarily... Uh, want to do that but I definitely think there's room to say um, hey we could probably uh, we could probably do a a system that allows people to more effectively chase high stat rolls uh, because they're going to be you know they're going to be going into the going into the content where all that stuff is because right now it's like you could have gotten good stat rolls from the raid you could have you could have gotten good stat i blew myself up you could have gotten good stat rolls from the dungeon right and that's fine that's not invalidated but it might be a little bit easier next season to go into that content and get those and get those good stat rolls uh, because you're now in a position where the probability is going up. So I definitely think they could do that. We, I mean, again, as you're saying, we might need to wait uh, a couple of seasons uh, before we start doing that. This place being the flashpoint is really unenjoyable. I got to tell you, uh, Escalation Protocol needs to be shut off as a public initiated thing, and it needs to be a match-made thing like they've done to the Forges because it's kind of ruining the public space. Um so uh 
do I happen to have a larger image file for that design? I think I sent a 1,000... What size would we need? These are designed for emotes, so it's tough. Uh, next question. Sorry, getting a question about a t-shirt that if I don't answer it now, I might get, I might have to wait a day. Excedrin, what do you think that once you masterworked, you can use rare material to re-roll one stat? Nope, I don't want, I don't want re-rolls. Skipping. Shattered Relic, thoughts on the armor elemental affinity? We already talked about that a lot today and how it could be re-rolled once you hit to level 10, but only one time. You're, you're literally picking it at level 10. You're not re-rolling over and over again. Tigrim, have you encountered one stat consistently getting higher on others? Yeah, for whatever reason, Titans seem to get really high resilience on uh, on all the raid armor. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why. Every every uh, every single time I get I get armor for my Titan in the raid, it's always high resilience. Uh, I'm I'm not sure why they're doing that. Maybe they're you know maybe they're thinking about oh it should be yeah I'm 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 done I'm just getting irritated um, trying to answer questions and run run lost sectors like what five percent of the freaking time on Mars I'm I'm good appreciate the help you guys can go back down sorry I forgot I was with a group um, so that's yeah that's definitely one that I've experienced. Um, it's definitely one that I've experienced is that for whatever reason, resilience on Titan Endgame armor, uh, to be large enough for sure. Hoodie worst case scenario. We can always have a member of our team recreate the image. Um, that's the biggest I could get because he typically creates these for 400, uh, by 400 for emotes. Uh, taking in mind previous years where Titans had four resilience, Hunters had four mobility, and Warlock would have four recovery, do you think that armor should have base stat for each class? I don't think we're there yet. I think this is an idea that would maybe work better further down the line when the MMORPG is more fully realized. I've touched on this, like, a little bit. Um, I've touched on this a little bit. I think that the the MMORPG feel of Destiny is just getting started and I feel like you feel it the most uh, you feel it the most when you go into 980 Nightmare Hunts and you're like min-maxing with the team and you're you're running your build and you're running your loadout uh, and you're run and you're like synergizing. I think we're getting a glimpse at what the action MMORPG can feel like in Destiny. You know, just, I'll give you an example. Them synergizing with with their Izanagis, and I have a specific gun that I'm using for a specific task of busting the shield on a barrier knight. And then I use my finisher on the nightmares, because they're really hard. And then I use the unstable light, uh, I'm sorry, the unstable power or whatever, to kill more nightmares, right? Those are all layers of decision making and strategy and like it's almost like an action game with the with the finishers but then there's an MMORPG feel where guns and abilities and the abilities and perks on the guns are all kind of synergizing. I feel like we're just catching a glimpse at what it could look like and I think your question is let's say we just launched phase 1. 
and next season phase two they start doing stuff with the weapons that's phase two i feel like your question is like phase seven it's like further down the line where there could be propensities like that i honestly might even say that's that's a that's a next game idea I don't even know if they could do that in the current game because of the the way that the, the the guardians feel and the way that they go into crucible and PVE with the same stats and the same armor. I feel like maybe your question is even better suited for the next game. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know if it would work right now. Arctic Spartan. I don't believe Bungie hit the mark with how they approached min-maxing. I think one way to make this better would be to allow you to rearrange the 12 into stats that you wanted once it's max work. We've already dealt with this question. This is, I, I, I mean this as nicely as possible. This is a terrible suggestion because you would basically just not ever look at stat rolls. You are eliminating stat roll grind and basically saying just go for high stats. So anytime you get a 64 or a 65, anything in the 60 you're done you masterwork it up and you put the stats where you want I just I the plus 12 going where you want I just I don't think that's a good idea I really don't I think you're giving people the ability to ignore stat rolls and just go for high stats because you can make up the difference now maybe not that extreme I might be overstating it but you'd basically say I just need to get a couple of good stats on these lanes and I can make up the difference when I masterwork it. You're giving too much freedom and then that freedom is actually eroding uh, the grind. And I think that's 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 part of the issue that I have with it. Based on impulse, is there a better Warlock PvE build than Devour with Nezerax uh, and being spec for Intellect Discipline? That's a really strong build. Slova's still, still really strong too. If you're trying to bake bosses, Slova's actually better than Devour. Um, so Devour is not the absolute best, but the Devour build with high intellect discipline is really, really strong with Nezerax. Uh, there's a handful of really strong builds for Warlocks, that being one of them. Brock Kelly. How do you think 980 content for Ascendant Materials for Armor should land next season? Should it stay 980, or if your base power goes up 970, should it be bumped into 990? I don't think our base power or the soft caps going up. I think they'll probably raise the pinnacle ceiling up by 5, and then everything else stays the same, so no difficulty levels need to be moved. Uncle Naldi, do higher stat rolls drop from pinnacle gear? We have, it's random. There's just high stat rolls. There's no way to know where they're going to drop or when. They're all over the place. Uh, they're all over the place. So there's no there's no clear way uh, or clear path to get them. So that's going to do it. That's about an hour-long Q&A session, and that's actually the last question in the hopper. That's perfect. Uh, I think we're going to try and do a Crota time trial next wish us luck if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch these live I stream every day say no to rage.com will bring you right to me if you're here right now we're going to do some more stuff so stick around if you're watching or listening in the other locations please like share and subscribe